Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are in our fourth episode of our series, DNA, the core of the local church. And we're going to jump right in. Woo! Jump right into it. Here we go. We have, over the past uh, four weeks, we have talked about the DNA mission, the vision, and the values, and how all those are part of the DNA that we have received when we became citizens of the kingdom of God. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the, the, the central empowering portion of this DNA. And that comes from the third person in the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look in Acts, the first chapter, the fourth through the eighth verses. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment just to talk about the first episode we looked at mission involves movement. Then the second episode, we looked at values influence our conviction. Last week, we looked at vision causes clarity. And the subtitle for our fourth episode is Connection Provides Additional Guidance. Connection Provides Additional Guidance guidance. And we're going to look at how this whole process gives us what we need to do, when we need to do it, and how it needs to be done. All right? Our definitions for this week are, number one definition is DNA. A DNA is the fundamental and distinctive characteristic or qualities of someone or something, especially when regarded as unchangeable. Connection. Connection is binding or joining together, to fasten together, to tie, to join together, to bind, to tie. Guidance is the process of directing conduct, something that provides direction or advice as to a decision or course of action. Connection provides additional guidance. We're going into, into Acts, the first chapter, starting at that first ver fourth verse, I'm sorry. The fourth verse of it says this. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John the Baptist, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria 
and to all and to the end of the earth. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soil of our hearts in Jesus' name. As we look at this Acts, the uh, first chapter, the fourth through the eighth verses, this is Jesus after the resurrection, before his ascension into heaven, and he's given the final discourse. He's saying this is what's getting ready to happen. I do want to point out in that eighth verse, it says that he is going to give us the Holy Spirit is coming and the purpose of his coming is so that we will be empowered to witness. And a witness is someone that comes forth to tell the story of what has occurred from their perspective. And so the perspective of the Holy Spirit, he says that I come not to speak of myself, but I've come to point you toward what the word of God says and what Jesus has done. So his whole purpose is to help us to articulate to others what Jesus has done and the foundation that can be found in the word of God. So we jump into this and we look at this and we see the fact that we have talked about the mission. We have talked about the values. We talked about the vision. But none of that has any power unless we have the Spirit of God connected with us and guiding us into how to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a term that is used called apologetics, which means that you have the ability to present the points or the subject that is discussed in a light that causes revelation or reveals what people want to know or want to see. And so Jesus says, I'm leaving However, if when I leave the Holy Spirit, he's coming. Once he gets here, he's going to propel you forth so that you can be witnesses in uh, Jerusalem, witnesses in Judea, witnesses in Samaria, witnesses in the rest of the world. So this begins to reveal that it's not only in a certain area or location, but it has the potential of going all throughout the world. And so the early church, their whole mindset was this. They were driven by the mission. The mission was to proclaim the way, that Jesus is the way, the truth, or the life. They were values driven. They had these values that they stood upon which guided them to go forward. The primary value being love because that is how folks will know that you are his disciples by the love that you show towards one another. By fellowshipping, 
by truth-telling, by transforming people, being empowered and guided by the Holy Spirit. By As the Spirit of God was in them, it was manifesting all the DNA. It was causing it to show forth to everyone. And so the whole thing that Jesus said from the beginning was, don't do anything until you receive the connection. Once you are get the connection, which is the Holy Spirit, then you can go forth and make these proclamations. You can be these witnesses that you can go ahead and proclaim the truth that I have taught and told you. Now, some people, <clears throat> excuse me, some people try to tinker with the DNA. You know, uh, I always think about, uh, when I was thinking about this, there was a movie that came out, uh, I don't know if you saw it, called Jurassic Park. And in Jurassic Park, they have this scene where they're saying how they created these dinosaurs. And so they had this dinosaur DNA, and as they were sequencing it, looking at the DNA, there were parts of it that were missing. So they were taking DNA from other animals and putting it in that place. And what ended up happening is they created a dinosaur who had the ability to be invisible and it was just really really awful so when you don't do the things completely and you try to manipulate and try to uh, make it so that it happens the way that you want it to happen you can get complications that's why we need to be con connected to the proper channel by which we can uh, move forward in the DNA of Jesus. That it becomes the center of who we are. That we're not just doing it just because it's the thing to do. It's because we are connected and that connection provides the additional uh, genetic code, let's just say, on how everything's supposed to come together. Because if we do it within ourselves, we find out that it doesn't do quite right. And so when we look at how we can take something that God intended and when we try to put our personal spin on it, it seems to go out of control. Because the things that are spiritual are not functional if it does not have all of its right components. For instance, just, just like just like us, if we have a, uh, a vehicle, a car, and it only has three wheels, 
and we try to drive it, I don't think we're going to make it too far. Or let's just change that. If we don't have all the right size tires and we have four different size tires on the vehicle, it won't be a smooth ride. But when everything is done correctly, everything is in the right place, everything happens smoothly. So when we try to, in our own power, make the spiritual DNA operational, we make it our personal mission and we do not follow the mission that God has given us. We, we take our personal values and do not follow the values that God has established. Or we look at it as uh, our vision is based upon things that we want to have happen. It can become very disastrous. It can become very painful. So we want to ensure that we are connected, that we are locked into the Spirit of God. Hearing what the Holy Spirit is telling us. Following the direction of the Word of God. Not trying to do it for ourselves, but doing it because we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So that God's kingdom gets the glory. Because when we try to put our own personal efforts in it, we have seen throughout all eternity, all, uh, almost every story that we can recover, that when people become selfish, they become destructive. And so we want to operate in the love, in the peace, in the joy, in the righteousness, God's way of doing, being, and living right in such a way that everything points toward his kingdom. And in order to do that, we have to be connected with his spirit so that we can receive the additional guidance that we need in order to reflect who God is and what Jesus has done for those who we, have inter we are interacting with. And so sometimes we get so wrapped around what we want is that we can make it sound as if it is a, a spiritual thing. But the intent behind it is for selfish gain. And so we have gone through situations where we have heard, you know, uh, people going to the promised land, uh, uh, going to Israel, and you were able to buy pieces of the cross that Jesus was crucified on. You were able to buy the nail part of the nail that was used to nail them to the cross. And this is what caused Martin Luther to come into conflict with the church at the time. Because when he went on the pilgrimage, 
he saw all these things going on and he was like, this is not, this is not right. And so they had a great falling away. So as we put our personal uh, personal selfish minded intention in godly things it's just like dealing with the dinosaur that had parts of its DNA inserted by man which then made it more destructive, more dangerous than it would have been if it had all of its DNA. So we want to ensure that our mission statement as a church, and I'm talking about the overall church, our values, our visions, and our strategies all fall in line by the Spirit of God. That this is not something that we have just thrown together, but that we are taking time to seek God's face so that we can know what God's direction is for us as an individual, us as a collective, us as a fellowship, and so that we can be guided by the Spirit of God. This is the example that we discover when we look at the books of, book of Acts. When we look in the book of Acts, we see how God's Spirit guided them through every situation. Even situations where folks were trying to put themselves involved, God revealed himself and said, this is not the direction that you go in. Now, the one thing that we do know is that everyone wants to change the world. You hear song lyrics, you hear quotes, uh, everybody is always talking about how we can change the world. So we all have knowledge of how messed up this world is and that it does need to be fixed. But the complication arises and only the creator of the thing knows the full intention of the creation. In Jesus, God is making what is wrong in the world right. Through Jesus, all this comes back to the way it was designed to be. It was designed to be a place where God's creations had a relationship with the creator. And was to be the steward of, to be the manager of, the earth. That was God's intention. But because we made our own decisions and we decided to add it and do it our way, we have caused situations to occur that do not line up with the initial intention. So we actually have the DNA now in us to change the world. Because our DNA in Christ carries with it love, it carries truth, it carries fellowship, it carries justice, it carries transformation. Everything that a hurting world longs for is in us. 
The greatest thing that overcomes the pain of this world is loving your neighbor as yourself. Showing that love, that concern for them to let them know that they can and will be all right. With that in mind, we then lock ourselves into the fact that our mission, our values, our vision, all need that connection. All needs that contact. All need to be able to see it and perceive it based upon the origination of it, which is in God. God created the earth for man to live upon, to have dominion over. Man slipped and fell, and God redeemed us back to himself because he wants to have that relationship with us. So Jesus came to pay the price for our failure. And when he paid the price, his DNA, the center, the functionality of why he came, was also given to us so that we can continue to discover, continue to reflect, continue to declare why Jesus came. And so this then, as we come to the end of this series, We have the realization that our whole life is a mission for Jesus. And it's written into our code. Is to be God's people in the earth. To reflect God's love to one another. And to provide an opportunity of the world through observation to participate in the life that is found in Jesus Christ. So because our DNA is our center, is the foundation of who we are. Our DNA in Christ is our foundation of who we are in him. And the activating power of the Holy Spirit when he comes into our lives he empowers us to go forward, to live a life whereby we are guided to reflect to all that we meet, his love to one another, that he is glorified in all things. I want to emphasize to you that you can have the DNA of Christ. And you can have your version of his mission. You can have your version of his values. You can have your version of his vision. But to get to the heart, the realness of that DNA is when you connect with the Spirit of God and he provides you with the guidance to go forward with the mission, the value, and the vision. So if 
you are not taking time to hear God's voice through prayer, hear God's voice through studying, reading your word, hear God's voice through fellowshipping with other believers, you might need to check your connection to make sure it's still intact. And if you are doing those things and your connection is solid, then be a conduit to others to encourage them to get connected stronger so that they can be a stronger beacon for the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a good day as any to do that. As I said, when you accept Jesus into your life, he provides you with a mission. He provides you with a vision. He provides you with values. He provides you with fellowship. He provides you with everything that you need to shore up and sink yourself to achieve what you were created and brought into this world for. Because only the creator of the thing really knows the intention of the creation. And God created you, and because he created you, he knows what he's brought you into this world for. So let's get you back connected. Let's get you connected to the source so that you can know what your purpose is. It's very simple. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That word saved means delivered, rescued. And so we are being delivered, we are being rescued from the penalty of sin. Sin is missing the mark, not achieving the mark that God has set for us. And forgiveness means that it no longer, you're pardoned from it and that you no longer have to be concerned with that penalty any longer. The Bible goes on to say, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, delivered, rescued. So I just want to present that to you today. And if you have made that decision to accept Christ in your life, we want to know so that we can come alongside you and begin to fellowship with you, begin to show God's love towards you. Because the Bible says that they know that you are my disciples by the love that you show one toward another. And so we want to put you into that environment of love and fellowship so that you can become strengthened and that your connection with the Holy Spirit will become even stronger. And so that you will operate stronger in your mission, in the values, in the vision that God has set for you and be all that God desires for you to be. If you have done that today, please let us know. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. We're going to provide you with additional info. We're going to provide you with uh, information to help you along this path. And we're going to walk beside you and assist you in achieving this goal. All right. 
friends and families, visitors, guests, everybody. That is it for this series. The core of the local church. And we just want to encourage you to grab hold of what it is that the Spirit of God is saying to you and begin to walk in the truth that is in God. With that being said, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. I'm going to go ahead and close us out with the uh, blessing and the benediction, and then we're going to call it a day. Here now is the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.